Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else in between, coming to you live from the home of wrestling, Memphis, Tennessee, this is Of Marks and Men, a wrestling podcast. I am J.D. Rieger. With me, as always, is the Mr. Perfect to my macho man, Randy Savage, because I'm turning you good. Brian Balo. Oh, see, that's where you're wrong, JD. I mean, we kind of hit this point right now where, uh, you know, I, I think I'm more comfortable being the uh, the heel color commentator rather than the play-by-play guy. So, if anything, I, I think I'm the, uh, the Bobby Heenan to your Gorilla Monsoon right now, sir. I, just for issues of body image, I sort of shudder at the Gorilla Monsoon comparison, but I see what you're I'm shooting for. I'm just saying yeah, there's yeah. going to be a 110% increase of the time you yell out, will you stop? <laughs> Well, we've got a lot we want to get to, including my article about the Memphis wrestling scene that just dropped at the DailyMemphian.com. That's DailyMemphian.com. But first, we've got some interviews from the Wrestle Center that we want to get to. We've got the gun show, Brett Michaels, Big Swole, Justin Cole, and the premier athlete, Tony Nice. All right, we're here with the former Memphis Heritage Champion and one half of the current tag team champions, the Gun Show, Brent Michaels. Thanks for joining us. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Gun Show. Oh, yeah. Man, we've been by here a good handful of times, and every time we've tried to grab you, it just hasn't worked out. Finally, glad to have the pleasure to have you sit down with us, sir. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Finally, Finally glad to sit down with you guys and chat up a little bit. Well, tell us a little bit how you got partnered up with Justin Cole. Well... Uh, in the beginning of this whole Memphis thing, we that's where we kind of met. Like the first set of TV tapings we met. And then uh, it seemed like everywhere we went, we were getting booked on the same places in the same towns. It was like, hey, so, you know, we all started hanging out and stuff. And, and then um, in Boonville at EPW, we, uh, we just tagged up one night and it just kind of clicked. Everything just kind of clicked with all the tag moves and how easy tag wrestling came to us. And uh, they finally let us show off a little bit here in Memphis with some tag wrestling. And here we are now, the new Memphis tag team champions. I was going to say, I don't know if they think it's a great idea or they regret giving you guys that chance to show off in Memphis because it doesn't look like you guys are going to stop anytime soon. No, no, no. They're, they just found out once we get something, we don't let go of it too quick. Speaking of not letting go of things, uh, I know coming up in the next couple weeks, you got that uh, match coming back up with uh, old Mike Anthony. You got any bad blood still boiling there? Well, of course. I'm, I'm going to tell you, probably until one of us retires or one of us dies, it's going to be we're going to hate each other from here on out. You're that rockin' Triple H, that forever feud. Yes. kind of back off now. a little bit, but it's always going to flame back up again. It's always going to be forever because, like, we really don't like each other. And now here we are. Uh, he took my belt from me, kind of got screwed out of it. But that's okay. He, he outsmarted me, but he played his cards right, and I'll give it to him on that. But it's not over. It's far from over. In fact, we've probably just begun, and we've already been doing this for probably six to eight months already. Yeah, you guys have told uh, a, a pretty impressive story over time. It's It's been a long a pretty long series of matches with Mike. Yeah, and I don't know. It's because when you get in the ring with him, it's it's not a wrestling match anymore. Uh, it never has with me and him. It's been more of a fight, and that's the people just jumped on board because they're like, "Holy crap, these guys don't like each other," and we don't. So it, I mean, that's, that's what makes shows. it. That's what makes it work because we're not out there playing parts. We're out there trying to beat each other. We're literally trying to kill each other to get that to be that man at the end with our hand raised with that title around our waist. 
No, you can see that. I mean, it's noticeable. As, as a fan looking on and watching this, it's absolutely noticeable is that you go out there and you can see a match. You can see you guys certainly have at least some form of mutual respect for each other. You may not like each other, but I think you both respect what the we, other person yeah. can do. To an extent, yes. But at do, the same yes. time, you can see that mutual respect between two other people and see a wrestling match come out of it. When you guys go at it, it's just a slugfest. Right, it really is. You guys is. are trying to beat the hell out of each other. He, I, I promise you, I've been wrestling for 22 years, and he is the toughest guy I've been in the ring with and definitely the most hard hitting person I've been in the ring with because we don't pull anything back. It's like we're literally trying to fight to win. I mean, that's almost every time. And the stiffer the shots are out there, the bigger the crowd goes, then the more I know I'm, oh, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until he's laying there and I've got him for the one, two, three. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to get into wrestling in the first place? Is that too big of a story? No, it's not too big, but it's just like anybody from around here. I grew up watching 80s Memphis wrestling. I grew up on the NWA and and uh, the studio wrestling here in Memphis. And uh, You'd actually be surprised how many people around here grew up on WWF and see, don't yeah. really have much of a connection to, to the that, 80s and 90s right, Memphis. The one good thing about it, this way I've kind of met a lot of the Memphis legends and that's that was my main bucket list when I first started. I just wanted to meet some of the guys I grew up watching and idolizing and I've gotten to do that so far. I've, any of them that, that I've gotten the pleasure to meet, I've also gotten the pleasure to be in the ring with too. And I mean, I that's probably what really built the gun show ego really because getting in the ring with them and still surviving, I mean, you got you got to give them a, you got to give them a tip of the hat. How much does it mean to you to essentially be like following in those footsteps as the new top dog in Memphis? <laughs> Man, it means the world. I I still don't like to think about it um, because it's it does get to me, but. At first, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I only heard, "Hey, man, you're the man in Memphis. You're the man in Memphis." Holy crap! You're on a billboard. Oh, uh, you're on the you're on the Redbirds website. You're on you're on the Grizzly stuff. I'm like, you just okay. got featured on NBA.com. Right now, I'm on NBA.com. I, I really suck at basketball. <laughs> so I mean, I, I could I could try to play, but there's no way I could hang with those guys. Well, you're all over it. You're all over town. You're all over Memphis wrestling. Obviously, you've got the tag team division to be taking charge of right now. You've got unfinished business, as always, with Mike Anthony. Could be the first Memphis Wrestling double champion. Hey, I'll take it. And it wouldn't be the that. first time I've done some stuff like that either. I just haven't done it here in Memphis. Uh, before we let you go, you mentioned EPW. Can you tell me a little bit, for those who aren't familiar with that scene going on down there? Yeah, what's, yeah. What's, uh, it's what's in North Mississippi. It's, uh, it's, uh, they're filmed in Boonville. Um, they got a weekly show every Saturday in Boonville, Mississippi, and it's the longest running show. I, I'm gonna say in the Mid South, but everybody says in Mississippi. But I'll give it; they've been running longer than anybody I know around here, and they're still going. We need to get down there and check that yeah, out. Yeah, I really do because y'all would really enjoy it down there. Because them fans, they're wild; they're crazy down there. All right, JD, we got a road trip coming up. So, <laughs> from the pictures I've seen, it looks like, uh, uh, yeah, it looks like quite a scene. Our kind so, of yeah. folks. Gun Show, good luck with everything today. Appreciate good it. luck uh, taking care of those titles down the road, and thank you for your time, my friend. No, thank you, guys. Thank let's, you, guys, for inviting me. Let's do a longer one sometime. That's fine with me. We'll I do it anytime you want. Thank you, right, sir. Thank you. 
All right, well, we're back at the Wrestle Center here. We're sitting down right now with Memphis's own big swole, Justin Cole. Sir, how you doing this afternoon? I'm great, guys. How are y'all? Man, we're hanging in there, enjoying another fine Sunday at, um, at Memphis Wrestling. You kind of can't ask for much more today. The rain went away. The folks are starting to come out. That's the place to be. Man, no place better. You're currently half of the tag team champions. That's right. How did you and the gun show get together? Uh, well, you know, we're good friends. You know, we've always had each other's back, you know, uh, when the show first started, you know, we had some times where, you know, we're, we're singles competitors, but we always had to have somebody have our back. And, you know, we were always there for each other. And, um, you know, after all the stuff that happened with me and the posse and then screwing me over, over and over, you know, I helped Brett out with his match against Pay Up and the Tables match. And uh, he owed me a favor. So last week against the pot last time we were here for tv against the posse you know i i cashed in that favor and we won the tag belts you're you're a big guy you're strong as hell but you know what in a two-on-one situation there's only so much you can yep. do so why not have that guy that's been watching your back team up with you that's and it right. certainly has paid off for the both of y'all yep you've got a bit of a grizzlies inspired oh, look yeah. uh i guess you're a big fan oh yeah big time uh and they're cool with the homage and the oh look? yeah they like it yeah so i got uh uh Compliments from Grizz himself, so I, I got the right man on the board. Yeah, yeah. You know what? John Morant, who cares? You know, Upper Brass, who cares? If you got Grizz backing you up on hey. this, that is the biggest seal of approval you can get in the hey, city right now. He's the face right of the now. franchise, you know, so. Are you going to get to be involved in the uh, the 901 day I'll festivities? Be there. Yep, I'll I be figured there. as much with the yep. uh, with the, the gold and the blue on you that, that oh, you yeah. had to had to be a part of that event. I got to be there. I've done some of the uh, Grind City Wrestling nights and stuff too in the past, so uh, yeah, it's always good to do something with the Memphis Grizzlies and do something for Memphis too. How did you get into the business? What inspired you to want to do this? Oh uh, man, when I was a kid, you know, wrestling was everything for me. You know, me and my brothers used to wrestle all the time. You know. The biggest thing for me was is, you know, WWF and stuff wasn't as easy to get in the late 80s and early 90s. So my grandparents owned an antique store and lots of old Coliseum videos would run through there. And they would always just set them aside and I would take them home. And that's where I got a lot of my wrestling from growing up. And I uh, ran into this guy when I was living in Kansas City uh, that actually ran a wrestling school up there. He invited me in. and. Uh, that's where I got trained, and I've been doing it ever since, about 10 years. And that's real lucky. I mean, back then, those Coliseum videotapes weren't cheap. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could go out and get, like, you know, a, a movie that came out for 15 bucks yep. or whatever, but those those wrestling tapes were, like, 30-plus. Oh, yeah. had to put into it. So, man, you got lucky to stumble upon I wish that. I still could find them. So. <laughs> what brought you to Memphis specifically? So, I'm actually from here. Okay. Uh, I met, went to Kansas City because I worked for the uh, SWAT team up there. So I worked up there, lived up there for about 10 years, and then moved back uh, due to just some family issues and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, there's no other place to be than home. So you grew up watching Memphis wrestling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Me too, me too. Do you have a favorite era of Memphis wrestling? Uh, not really, because like I said, I was a lot of videotapes and stuff. So um, we would sit there and watch the same tapes over and over and over, just obscure matches that you would never see anywhere else on some of those old Coliseum tapes. What do you think about the overall Memphis scene right now? There's a lot of go a lot going on, not just here, but there's a lot of organizations in Memphis right sure, now. Sure, great. Yeah, you know, there's uh, you know, this is more of a TV product, so um, that's what we cater to. We cater to our TV fans and uh, especially the fans that are here in the Wrestle Center. But you also have shows like 901 Wrestling that do an, an awesome job with live events. Um, the Black Lodge is a great venue for not only wrestling but for. Um, 
concerts and all kind of stuff. And you know, 901 Wrestling is probably the biggest other one here in Memphis right now. But um, you know, I always enjoy doing shows for them too. I was just going to say and, and just agree on that. Black Lodge has really surprised me in what a, a, a great venue it is as a whole. Like you said, concerts, comedy, even just going in there and picking out a movie or sitting sure. down and playing a video game, fantastic place to be. And then you throw that into being a, a, a venue for wrestling. There's not a bad seat in that place. Nope. And, and it's really it's expansive. You've got the, you know, the, the great audio-visual setup that they have going yep. for everything. Production value is super high. But it still feels intimate at the same time. As big as that building is and as many seats as they have in there, you could be standing in, in the GA area and back and you still feel like you're you're really up in the action on everything. Sure. And when you're in places like that too for uh, especially a live wrestling event, it's going to have a, a different vibe because it's also a concert venue and stuff like that. And people aren't there just to see you know, they got the lights turned down. They got the the video boards and stuff like that. So it's a it's a different vibe. It's a different product, but uh, it's still a good one too. I mean, with that, we've seen kind of where Memphis wrestling has been, what it's becoming now. How do you feel about Memphis wrestling 2022 comparing to Memphis wrestling of say 30 years ago? You know, what what is kindred to it that you like, and, and what is what is different? What do you feel? What has progressed? What has progressed? And yeah, what what what, what are what is Memphis wrestling doing now to to be better than it once was? Well, one one of the biggest things is promotion. For one, we're involved in everything. I mean, you see Memphis wrestling everywhere. We got the Memphis wrestling night coming up at the Tigers game this year. We do all kinds of stuff with the Memphis Grizzlies. It's just mainly availability. I mean, you can't go to any event that's Memphis oriented where Memphis wrestling isn't involved. Uh, you go to the Redbirds game, you're going to see Dustin Starr. You're going to see Terrence Ward. You go to the Grizzlies game, you're going to see Dustin Starr every single time. Um, it's the way it's promoted now, and it's um, it's just more available to everybody. I mean, it's not just, hey, you, if you don't watch it on Saturday, you're not going to see it. You can check it out on YouTube. You can see it on social media platforms. I mean, it's really everywhere you go, you yeah, see he, something. He hits the Instagram reels hard. Oh, yeah. We're big on there. And yeah. yeah, I mean, like like you said with that, you know, it, you guys aren't just being wrestling personalities anymore. You're yeah. you're being personalities throughout the city. Sure. I mean, you're involved in, like I said, Redbirds, everything else in between. Yep. You've got all these different aspects where you see you, and that kind of helps, at least in my opinion, helps out Memphis wrestling as a whole because it's not just catering to wrestling fans, yep. it's catering to everybody and, and making those faces and those personalities recognizable throughout everybody. Yep. Visibility is everything, and we're visible. Before we let you go, it's a it's a hot Memphis summer, and you're a man who has worked hydration into your gimmick. Oh yeah, got to. How did the how did the water bottle or what is it? What's in the what is it's there a secret sauce cup. in so there? There's a little bit of secret sauce to it, you know. But it's uh, the main thing with it is, you know, it's it's part of who I am. So any good wrestling character is going to be turned up to eleven. So I'm a power lifter at uh, at heart. Uh, I don't really do it anymore because it's really hard on my body and stuff like that. But I still. Go to the gym every single day, um, and I always have my shaker cup with me. So, to be big swole, you gotta have that shaker cup. So I gotta bring it out with me every single time. Sure, it's like a Popeye thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a, I told uh, uh, me and Buff Bagwell were talking one time, and he was telling me that 
you know, he went to a show one time and he forgot his top hat, right? And uh, the promoter was all on him. He's like, man, you didn't bring the top hat. That's what makes Buff Buff, you know? And he's like, he like, so now I figured out that it's not me getting booked. It's my hat. So I got to make sure I bring my cup every time I go somewhere. So I, I've, I've been stuck at the uh, at the booth all day, you know, cutting interviews with everybody. I haven't made it by the merch table. Do you have... Big Swole Justin Cole Shaker Cups? I do, but every time I get them, they sell out Man. immediately. So I do have some more on order, but uh, I do have them, yeah. I'll have to get me one of those oh, next time. we have to put a pre-order out so we can get I in know, on yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Justin Cole, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, guys, thank you. Thanks seeing for having around me. town, sir. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you guys. All right, I'm here with Tony Nice. Is this your first time in Memphis? Uh, no, it isn't, actually. How many times? Um, I don't know the exact number, but I've been here... Uh, a, a handful of times at the forum. Oh, right. So yeah. it's like WWE. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've never actually wrestled in Memphis for independent wrestling. So this is the first time for that, So which is awesome. Because I, I never really got to check out the scene here. I was about to ask, do you have any kind of appreciation or fandom for the classic era of Memphis wrestling? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, Memphis-style wrestling is some of my favorite wrestling. I think it's the most entertaining wrestling out there. So um, It's not exactly the style you're known for. It isn't. Uh, no, and obviously... Uh, there are many other styles I like, but my favorite thing is kind of incorporating Memphis style in a lot of, uh, you know, in things I do, especially uh, in the independent wrestling level. Like, that's where that wrestling works the best, you know, because it's all for the crowd. What do you think of the vibe here at Memphis Wrestling? You've obviously been in some pretty high-profile spots, WWE, AEW. How does working a smaller show like this compare? Um, you know what? Uh, sometimes these shows are, are more fun. Uh, there's a lot less stress involved um, going into it so that you can actually kind of have fun out there. And uh, it's also it's, it's great to get in the ring with guys who are hungry, you know, guys who, and, uh, and kind of learning what the younger generation of wrestlers are like these days and everything like that. Not only that, you get to be up close and personal with the fans, and that's always way more fun to make. I know you're doing a seminar today. What does that focus on? Is it more technique, or is it more psychology? Um, so for me, it'll be more about like psychology. Also, uh, you know, I've gained a lot of experience with like TV wrestling as well. And uh, the good thing is they do film, you know, TV style here as well. So I think I have a lot to offer and, and experience and knowledge and everything in that field. How are you enjoying AEW after so many years with uh, their biggest rival? Um, you know, what? I love AEW. I'm having a blast right now. Everyone is is awesome. The uh, I feel like it's up my game. Um, you know, because everyone is is just everyone there is is working hard and they're out there having killer matches every single day. So uh, I'm having a lot of fun and I'm hoping that I can keep up as long as I possibly can. Right on. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, we're back. I'd like to mention that the Tony Nice interview was actually a bit of bonus content. I conducted that interview on my own for the article in the Daily Memphian. Brian, you've read the article. What do you think, man? You know, I, I, I got to say, not just because you're sitting uh, directly in front of me here, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think you kind of covered all the bases there that, you know, Memphis is in an upswing of pro wrestling. It's certainly gotten itself to a point where you know, you've got multiple, you know, organizations out there running and some a little bigger than others, some a little smaller than others, but all kind of falling into their place. And if you know where to look around Memphis, you can pretty much find a, a couple wrestling shows a, a week around here. Oh, yeah, there is so much wrestling out there. It's almost kind of a microcosm. I mean, I make the comparison in the article between, you know, saying this is the, the WWE and the AEW of the territory. But 
Uh, it really does feel that way. There are, you know, multiple shows with very distinct flavors, if you will, to their presentation. And I think there's a lot of room for, for everybody in that and each one of those organizations to kind of have their own individuality. Like I, I kind of go to each one for different reasons, you know, go to see Memphis wrestling because you're looking for that kind of old school studio, studio wrestling. wrestling vibe to it. You go to a 901 show cause you want a nice live action show. You go to a VCA show for something a little bit more gritty, but still like intimate, really yeah. good. Yeah. Really good intimate setting where you're, you're up close next to it and really part of the action. So do you think anybody, is there a potential beef out there because of the article? Anybody going to have heat with me because of it? Or, or are we going to be good? I mean, we're talking, we're, we're, we're talking about the pro wrestling community here. So no one ever really gets upset over anything anybody ever says. Right. So I, tr- I tried you should to leave be in the clear. I tried to leave as much of the heat out of the article, but there, you know, it does get a little bit of a mention, but I truly didn't want to turn this into any kind of a pie fight or make anyone look you know, I don't know, litigious or like, you know, make it look, you know, make, make anybody look silly. Like this, this really was about uplifting Memphis wrestling as a whole, because I, I enjoy, I enjoy all of it. Even, even if we have favorites and we hang around with some folks a little more than others, like we like everybody. Some people like WWE, some like AEW can still like them both, or you can choose not like one and it's all still pro wrestling. Who cares? Indeed. And speaking of AEW, I know you've got a couple of things you want to get to on the national scene. AEW free agency is a hot topic lately, Brian. What's your take on it? So there's a bunch going on with that right now, and it's really hard to trace where anybody is getting to. I mean, you had, you know, the big rumors early on of Malachi Black going back to WWE because he was a Triple H guy and him coming out on, I believe it was Instagram, uh, basically saying, don't listen to him. You know, I'm just taking a little mental health break. I'm, I'm still with AEW. So you, you have that balance. But now you have guys like Buddy Matthews that are, are coming out saying that they want to potentially return. Um, Bobby Fish is now with Impact because I guess WWE didn't want to take him back. So now he, he debuted on Impact. So you've, you've got all these people and uh, even like, you know, guys like Andrade, guys that Everybody said, I'll just let them out of their WWE contract so they can go to AEW and get booked right. And in their eyes have not been booked right and are potentially looking to find greener pastures elsewhere. One thing I saw that I thought was intriguing, but I think was later shot down was a rumor about Bobby Fish supposedly talking to Adam Cole and uh, what's the other guy's name? In, in and Red uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. Talking to those two guys about, you know, the three of them going back to WWE together. And that because he couldn't bring the other two with him, that's why WWE yeah. wasn't interested. I mean, I, I, I like Bobby Fish as a pro wrestler, but yeah, uh, to kind of swing that back, I think you have to bring the whole Undisputed Era along with you. And no, no, no offense to him, but you, not just Bobby Fish. Yeah, yeah, he's not the headliner of that group. No offense. He's a great wrestler. I'm, I'm not going to discredit that, but maybe, maybe namesake wise, he just doesn't hold as much weight as an Adam Cole. One last thing on AEW. Do you think it was the right call to put the world title on John Moxley? I knew you're going to do this to me. It's so, yes. Uh, I'm making you choose between your your boys. You're making me choose between one of my one of my favorites and 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 what, in my opinion, was probably the right decision to make. So I gotta I gotta agree with it. I I think Moxley works as their champion. He kind of has that you know, uh, that vibe to him. And he's also been there from the start. He was one of the big names that they kind of grabbed to, to come in. So 
why not have that guy get the run? Uh, I didn't like how much they've been taking the belt on and off him recently with all the interim championship stuff and all that. I mean, I, obviously they couldn't have planned, you know, losing CM Punk and, and all that, but I still think Moxley having the belt right now doesn't hurt Brian Danielson and also helps out Moxley and helps out the crew a bunch. I know you're a big Jim Cornette fan. I am. And he just, I've been listening to his, his podcast recently at your suggestion and man, that dude hates John Moxley for the most part. Yeah. It's been a long standing relationship of <laughs> Jim Cornette, not liking him. Uh, it was he his calls him plumber Moxley. I know. Ah, oh, man. You need to go back to some of the older episodes where he first is seeing Moxley and especially when Moxley does deathmatch stuff, corny, corny tears him apart. All right. But uh, where were we? Oh, you threw me off with, with the Cornette uh, uh, talk. Uh, the right but, decision, oh, putting the belt on Moxley. Yes, but having that, Cornette actually a couple weeks ago did praise Moxley uh, when he when he cut that promo, which... Oh, yeah, I remember that. But it was I mean, like begrudging. It, yeah, it was also praise. like, well, yeah, he cut he this finally most did amazing pro- right. promo. Now he might as well just retire because he's never going to do anything to top this. So right. he's, still, he's still got his moment in there. Well, Brian... Tell folks where they can find us on social media, please. Because I, I can't. I, I edit the show. I, I'm hosting yeah, I the, the show now. I can't keep up with the, all the The details. interwebs is a fantastic, spacious place, so you got to keep it corralled somehow. Uh, if you need to find us on the internet, uh, our Facebook would be Of Marks and Men, a wrestling podcast. Uh, if you want to find us on Instagram or Twitter, it's at Of Marks and Men. And uh, Of Marks and Men at gmail.com is our email address if you need to you know, send us some spam or something. Please do that. Until next week. Or I think we've got two episodes this week. So uh, bonus. So just skip to the next one. See you guys. Bye. Of Marks and Men, a wrestling podcast, is a part of the Back to the Light Podcast Network. You can find us on the network tab at backtothelight.net and everywhere fine podcasts are distributed.